0: 1122 family, welcome back to Relate, where we're having a conversation about our love lives. Here at the Church of 1122, we are a movement for all people to discover and deepen a relationship with Jesus Christ. And as we're studying Song of Solomon as a church, we're also going to get the opportunity to dig deeper each week into the scripture through this conversation. It's super exciting. My name's Allie, and if you're joining us for the first time, we're so glad you're here. If you're back for round two, we're glad we didn't scare you off last week, and we're glad you came back for more. Last week, Pastor Joby and his wife Gretchen talked about what it meant to be a godly man. And you all have been married how many years? Twenty years. Twenty years. We met in the gym, and he was there again. I didn't remember him, and he was like, "Hey, Gretchen, remember me?" And I was like, "Love that."
1: What's your (laughs) name
0: again? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. My mom always said. It's better to be single and wanna be married than to be married and wanna be single. <laughs> and so for me. Oh, wow, that, take, write that down. <laughs> right. That's a great quote. Yep.
2: Fundamentally, it comes down to this that you should be serious about your relationship with Jesus. I mean, that's the first thing in what I just preached. Mm-hmm. And simultaneous to that, I was growing up and just take, taking the responsibility of manhood, mm-hmm. you know? It was the tank top.
0: He had muscles. The <laughs> <laughs> tank top. A tank top and muscles.
2: <laughs> So oftentimes, when wives criticize husbands, they think they're helping. Mm -hmm. But he feels like it's a hostile takeover. And ultimately, what every man needs from his wife is he needs to feel like the man. First thing I would say, who told you to be nice? Nice has no place in the kingdom of God. The underlying part of that question is, should I try to change who I am in order to get a date? No way, man. Because then you'll never be you mm-hmm. to keep her. So just be the you God created you to be. But that's the w- for the nice guy. Look how nice I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he loved Jesus, but
0: he was not the nice guy. <laughs> yep. Today we're talking about being single with some amazing people. We have Pastor Ryan Kwan who brought a word this weekend. Pastor Kwan, you are a part of the 1122 family and we are so excited that you're here Thank you. On the end, down here we have Pastor Ryan Britt and his incredible wife, Jen. If you think Pastor Britt has wisdom and insight, wait until you hear Jen. No pressure, Jen. But Amen. it is, it's
3: just true. Amen.
0: And then in the middle here, we have one of my dear friends and part of our staff family, April Cruz. April is deeply connected with Jesus and has been through it, you guys. And her contentment in singleness is incredibly inspiring. She also likes vanilla lattes, long walks (laughs) on the beach, and karaoke. Her phone number is... (laughs) All
3: right, you guys ready?
4: Let's do it. All right, let's let's do do it.
0: it. So we're gonna start out with some rapid fire questions. This means I'm gonna say the question, you get no think time, and you have to answer immediately. Jen, we're gonna start with you. Three (laughs) words, only three words of the worst date. For example, wings, mouth, breathing. Not from personal experience, of course, but Mm. that's just an example to give you one. So, Jen, go for it. Three Kay. words, worst date. I'm going to do three pairs of words. Costume okay. party,
5: Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. She it was Britney Spears. <laughs> did not go well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're already cheating. We did six words, okay. so now three words <laughs> <So> you <laughs> have to you,
4: Consistent coughing burp. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That sounds okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was something. Yeah. Mm. It actually happened on the next date with a different person and I began to think that it was just the effect of my face on people. <laughs> too
0: deep, too back yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: it was strange. Yeah.
0: All right, April. He got drunk.
4: Mm. Wow. Well,
0: mm-hmm. It was, just yeah, it was just just terrible. You brought that and right there, in. Yeah. I know, Thank you. it was very, very terrible. terrible. Okay, pass the rhyme.
1: Loud burp.
4: Her,
0: <laughs> multiple burping
5: scenarios. Yeah, like,
4: like one, it t- was. Well, like what? Was, oh, like Tim's as loud as you could possibly stand. Where was it? About twenty-two. Oh, <laughs> oh, <God>. oh <laughs> the restaurant <laughs> stall. You kind of got to respect it though.
1: <laughs> well, I did with the particle that.
0: Hit me. <laughs> all, right, all right. Okay. Next question. All right. We're going to start down at this end. Let's Fill go. in the blank. Biggest no-go on the first date
3: is
4: talk too much.
3: <laughs> Bad breath. Hmm.
4: Mm. Picking out names for your kids.
3: <laughs>
4: Definitely
1: <laughs> that's a southern
3: thing, no? I don't. Uh, not
4: on a first date. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Jen, sweatpants.
4: Oh, oh. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, could, yeah. <laughs> I, I sweatpants on a
0: first date. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I like it.
4: All right. She loves my sweatpants, by the way. <laughs>
0: All right, let's get into it. So we had people submit questions, right? And uh, we got a lot this week and a lot with similar themes. And so um, the first question we have, and Pastor Ryan, I would love for you to answer this. Is there such a thing as finding the one, 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 you know? Mm -hmm. In other words, is there one person that the Lord has planned for you to be with in this
1: life? I don't think so. I don't think so um, for many reasons. Number one, I, I think that's a lot of pressure for a person. If there's just only one person in this globe that you're to be with, and you're supposed to find them, and they're supposed to find you, at the same time, I think there's enough pressures in this society, in this world, to not incorporate or to even adopt such a thing. But I think, secondly, I think just in relationship wise, I think marriage ultimately, the covenant, is more of a gospel expression of who you are and who are you, you're meant to be. And if you have that one. It's virtually impossible for you to actually be sanctified. Mm. There's no room to grow if mm. you found that perfect one. Mm-hmm. The beauty of marriage is that you always marry the wrong person, in a sense, <laughs> right? And, and there's so such freedom there because you start with knowing that there's so much to work through. There's so much that you think you know, but you really don't know, and that's okay because mm-hmm. you have a lifetime to discover that. That's right. But but. You don't have to know everything, mm. and you will never know. I, I've been married for 20 years, and I still don't know fully who my wife is. I mean, she's done some things this year, I'll tell you, and maybe <laughs> later on the show, I'll tell you, <laughs> that has surprised me. I don't think that she's the same person uh, today as she was 20 years ago, mm. and I think that's the growth part that is fun, mm-hmm. that is amazing, mm. that's unifying, and ultimately it's our covenant and after all, Jesus loved us for who we are, not who we are going to be. And in that sense, I think marriage is supposed to be a reflection of that glory, of our acceptance, of our covenant, and our growth together. So, yeah, I think I think we don't have that one. There's no such
4: thing as one. In fact, we marry the wrong people every time. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I thought the same thing. You just you said it perfectly. That there's there's only one right person, and his yeah. name is Jesus. Amen.
1: That's good.
4: Amen. And all the rest of us are the wrong persons that are completely dependent on His grace in all of our relationships, specifically the covenant relationship of marriage That, yeah. that is two wrong people that have been married to the right person and by His grace, Amen. He's pulling us toward Himself. Yeah. You know? So it's yeah. good.
3: I think in my experience and kind of throughout Scripture, you can see God leading people to other people. I don't think there's one right person for us, um, but I do think you know if you're surrendered and you're walking with the Lord... He will lead you to who he has called you to and wants you to, you know, who, who he thinks is best for you, for our good and his glory.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the one you choose to marry is the one.
3: Yeah. So, <laughs> you so right? right. The
4: go. one you choose to marry is the one. Mm-hmm. And so in hindsight, I can't imagine my life without Jennifer. And I know for sure that as I plan my way, God directed my path. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, you know, um, yeah. and so I think in hindsight, we can look back on things and, and see God's help and God's plan in it. But as we're going, we're making choices and we're trusting God. Um, the real question is, is God the one? Yeah. Is he the one thing that drives everything? Mm-hmm. And if he is, then in his time, he will bring all the things together that he has planned for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: And sometimes you have to be patient, don't we? For sure. Um, Everybody's
1: favorite. Yeah. It's, it's it's such my favorite thing to do is just to be patient. I, you know, I'm not sure if you uh, caught uh, the Thursday and Sunday's message, but um, when I was sharing a story of how I started off right after uh, I became a Christian. I broke off with my non-Christian girlfriend. And what I thought was going to be three years turned into eight years mm-hmm. of long, mm-hmm. very dry periods mm-hmm. of this longing, this waiting to grow and to become the man that I think God wanted me to be. And eventually uh, I met my wife Jenny after nine years. And now when I play that back and I often talk to singles all the time they're like well how'd you wait and was wait? waiting the right thing and I, I still am not sure but this is what I know I said yes to Jenny Jenny said yes to me and mm-hmm. when I look back I'm incredibly glad and those 8 years 8.5 years that I've waited seems like nothing to me mm-hmm. and I would actually do it all over again yeah. so a lot of the singles that feel really impatient going through this period looking for the one you know I would just encourage them you could, you could wait You could pray. And that, like you're saying, April, God will lead you. God will uh, lead you to the person. And ultimately, as Pastor Britt said, if you say yes to that person, that's the one. Mm -hmm. And so we Mm -hmm. said yes to each other, and that made us the one. Mm -hmm. And now we're celebrating 20 years of very happy now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. that's good and that's a great segue into uh, the number one question that we got uh, mostly from single women was what is your advice for balancing a desire for marriage mm. while still being content in the Lord and where we are currently in life as a single person so April I'd love to hear from you first if you can answer this for for so many single women that wrote this in
3: yeah that's that's a really tough question um I'll preface my answer with it's taken a lot of work, I think, to get to kind of where I am now. And I by no means have it figured out. Um, But a lot of prayer, counseling, um, a lot of hard and honest conversations with friends and family, um, and really just digging in and kind of doing a lot of uh, reflecting, I think, on myself. But I think where I've ended up is thankfulness and gratitude. And focusing more on where I am and when I look around at my life, what the Lord has given me now. Yeah. Um, and just walking that out mm-hmm. and just being really grateful for uh, what I have in my life and who who is around me. Yeah. And I think that just stirs this gratitude and peace that you can't really explain. Because when you're constantly focusing on what you don't have, you know, that's where you can go to a really dark place. Mm-hmm.
0: And what do you do? when you go to that dark place? Because I know, I mean, you can have seasons of contentment and then you wake up one morning and there it is. Like there is the whisper again that you're not worthy. You've done something wrong. You don't deserve this.
3: And what do you do? How do you combat that? That's where it takes the hard work uh, and just really going back and being super rooted in who Jesus is and who I am in him. Um, And it, it might sound super cliche, but it really, it's Prayer and Scripture and reading the Bible and having a community around you. Mm-hmm. I think that's been a huge thing for me is the people around me to help me in those moments remind me whose I am mm-hmm. and who I am in Him. Mm-hmm.
1: That's good. If the question is, is how do I balance a desire for marriage? I want to free up the singles and just let our singles know uh, that you shouldn't feel guilty of wanting to be married. okay mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You shouldn't. and You know, the Bible tells us that marriage is a good thing. It's the institution of the Lord. It is a designed thing by him mm-hmm. for his glory and for our good. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus affirms that by his presence in Cana Galilee. Paul affirms that in First Corinthians 7, speaking into married people, mm-hmm. um, the institution of marriage, even though he himself was not married. And so I would just say it's not wrong to mm-hmm. want to be married. It's a glorious thing. It could be even a godly thing. But like with all good things, when it becomes an idol, Mm -hmm. when it becomes something greater uh, than what it's supposed to be, when it becomes greater than God, that your desires are greater for that marriage and that your hope is in that person more than finding hope in him, that's when it gets a little wonky. Mm -hmm. That's when you get into trouble. Mm -hmm. So I would just encourage people. It's not bad. You shouldn't beat yourself to say, man, I want to be married. I want to be married. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. For
4: sure.
0: Jen, what could, what can you, how do you find contentment in the Lord? With, I mean, honestly, whether you're single, married, divorced, parenting, no matter what season, like, what do you do to find? Because you have that about you. You have this calm, peaceful contentment in the Lord. And how do you, how do you get
5: that? Uh, I think just resting in Him and knowing that I am called by Him. And as it says in Jude 1, I'm called and I'm beloved and I'm kept. Yes. In him and kind of learning and growing in that, whether in the times when mm-hmm. I was single, mm-hmm. um, not trying to like April was saying, focus on that and like looking through a straw, but seeing the big picture and the mm-hmm. evidence of God's goodness in my life, from you know from the time I was little to growing up and being out on my own and not having someone, the one, the one, yeah, um, <laughs> but just resting in that, being called and kept yeah. and beloved mm-hmm. in Him, and so like April said, there is there's work in it, yeah. and um, just kind of really looking for and seeing Him drawing me to Him. And so that's what ultimately led us together. We were, mm. we were content in being single. And we both were like, wow. we washed our hands of dating and all <laughs> that stuff. We just were done with it. And we did not know each other. And then we met doing ministry. And that's how we met. And we were both like, no, we're not dating anybody right now. And so, but here we are. you wave goodbye? so, (laughs) we kissed dating goodbye. Yeah, we kissed. No, we did not. Um, But that's just because we were more content and focused on our relationship with the Lord and uh, what His calling was in our life. And then that ultimately
1: brought us together. So So good. Oh, go ahead. Can I just say one thing about uh, being content? Is that the very thing? The very thing. If I could just say one thing that robs you from contentment is comparison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And it's true. so easy to compare with one another, our friends. I remember when. Uh, I was dating Jenny. I mean, think about it, nine years of nothing, right? And then finally I get a date with her. It was amazing. I overdid it, but that's okay. That's another story. (laughs)
0: Did you wear sweatpants?
1: Yes. Yes, ma'am. But they were cool in California, (laughs) probably (laughs) cool. I'm sure they're super. You know what? She's not here to say, but so but what ended up happening is uh, I started dating her at the same time as one of our other pastors started dating one of our single adults. And you know, we're doing fine. We're just actually growing together. Everything was good. Until the other pastor proposed to uh, that his girlfriend and yeah. they became engaged, and immediately something happened to our relationship. Yeah. And I remember Jenny, and I'm 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 sure I'm certain that she'd be glad to uh, for me to share this with our single adults audience because this is a real struggle for women. They're like, well, when is it my turn? <laughs> well, how come you don't love me as much as she loves him or he loves her? And you start playing this comparison game. And I remember telling her. On that day, I said, if God has not called me to you yet, you don't want that version of me. Mm-hmm. You just don't want yeah. that. And I have to be called for that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, God did call us, call me to marry her about six months later. But it took that time. Yeah. And now we look back and say, that was good thing. Mm-hmm. That was a healthy thing. And so when we compare with one another, it could really not only rob our joy, but it could really rob the presence of what we could do or what we should be doing because mm-hmm. we're constantly dreaming about tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, good. it's good. It's really yeah. good. What it's did true. you just say? The thing that robs contentment is comparison.
4: Yeah,
1: It's good. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. yeah, I think the, uh, the interesting thing, I, I would just offer two encouragements yeah. quickly on contentment. Um, I one is that contentment is a choice. You choose it. And it's not always an easy choice, but it is you you choose to as April said practice gratitude and to focus on the things that you're thankful for and to practice contentment. That is a choice that we make and we have to make it over and over and over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beauty sure. in life is most often recognized through the things that we have to do on repeat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the cultivating of a thing and growing of a thing mm-hmm. over time. But I would just say talk to the singles, the people who are watching that um You know they may not know some of the words that we would use, like you know contentment may not be a word in their common language, or 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 they know a lot some of the the more churchy words, you know that we could talk about, and and they're like, all right, well, what about me? What am I supposed to do? And I would just encourage you to do two things: one, devote yourself to the church, yeah, find your place inside Mm -hmm. the body of Christ, inside the eleven twenty two. You're welcome. We'd love for you to be a part of this body for sure. But if it's not us, a body where you can belong and devote yourself as a person among a people. And you can be known, and you can yeah. be loved, and you can yeah. be challenged. So devote yourself to to the church. And then the second thing I would say is invest in yourself. Yeah and mm. your self-awareness, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So take care of yourself, learn about yourself, learn about your strengths and your weaknesses and your lights and your shadows. And Because trust me, if and when God chooses to to lead you into to marriage, <laughs> the more you know about you,
1: yes.
4: the better it's gonna be. Because marriage is just <laughs> a big mirror, and and um, as a lot of relationships are. But devote and invest, and I think by devoting and investing, then the contentment will begin to grow, and it's a great way to cultivate that. It's really good. Mm-hmm.
0: So, two notes if you're at home, comparison robs contentment, and contentment is a choice. Those are so good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, one more question. Pastor Ryan, I love you talked about this in your sermon, and I would just love to hear some more. The question is sometimes it feels like singleness is punishment. How do I leverage my singleness for the glory of God? So really, there's two questions there. One is my singleness punishment. And two, how do I leverage my singleness for the glory of God?
1: Yeah, so I I would love to speak into that. I know uh, our panel has a ton of things to say with that. But first, again, I'm addressing punishment. Well, that is a significant indictment that we're making to the Lord Mm -hmm. when we say that God is punishing me. Mm -hmm. And that is minimizing the work of Jesus for us when we say, we are being punished by God because then we're robbing Christ the glory of actually taking all the punishment for us and we know that through the gospel that what we should have received he received it all and that we uh, were treated as if we had lived his life and so if that is true we should be absolutely and completely and utterly set free to know that whatever is happening to us we don't have to like make it glossy we don't have to put glitter on it we could say yeah it sucks it's hard but we cannot say that he's punishing us Mm -hmm. because all of our punishment went to Christ. Therefore, freeing us from the knowledge and even the freedom that our God, who loves us all the time, perfectly, uh, cannot now, because he's a just God, Mm -hmm. make two people pay because he made Jesus pay it all. Mm -hmm. So I would say that first. So it'll never be punishment. But secondly, when you say, how do I leverage my uh, singleness uh, for the glory of God? I... I think what you said was really, really insightful. Um, if you want to really leverage the glory of God, I would say um, be happy. That's right. You know, um, be happy. Yeah. You know, in John 15, there's a section. It's an amazing section from abiding and following Christ and obeying, abiding God and being the branch, all that. In later section, it says, I want you to glorify God. And the bottom, it says uh, that your joy may be made full. Mm and the question i want to ask is what is that passage about god's glory or being made joyfully full and the answer is yes mm-hmm. <laughs> they're both they're they're intertwined in the sense that when we are joyful in our situation Therefore, God is glorified. Mm-hmm. And that when we're not satisfied in him, then that's when God is not glorified. And so to find a place where you could actually make a choice to say, I'm going to be content. I'm not going to lose out on the opportunities that God has given to me now. And I love what you said about just even being self-aware. Um, my goodness, there's can be this season where we could forge the kind of friendships where there's such grace with one another that you would choose to speak truth to me and love man those things just don't come mm-hmm. you know you have to build that mm-hmm. and there's no better time than when you have all the freedom, undistracted devotion right. unto the Lord and to a community mm-hmm. where you could actually invite that kind of thing into your life so that you may be self-aware mm-hmm. and then it just really helps you know and then and so I, I feel like um, glorifying God is to find joy in the moment not for the things that are to come but that are here now. Yeah, for sure.
0: April, can you? how are you leveraging your singleness for the glory of God? I get to see it all the time, but I would love for you to share with us what you do.
3: Yeah, so I love what you're saying about being in the now, and I think uh, that's a big thing I had to learn was it was kind of a mindset shift, and so often we refer to singleness as a period of waiting. Yeah. And when I think of waiting, it's a forward-thinking mentality. You know, you're in a waiting room and— or you're waiting in traffic. Like there's there's something you're anticipating, and so when you stop thinking of singleness as this period of waiting, and you just live in the moment and you live in the now, you're able to look around and say, "Okay, Lord, how can you use me now?" And so some of the amazing opportunities and experiences I've had uh, through this season is I have the freedom to nanny. I can. There's a family that I've nannied for for. You know, the last three, three and a half years, and I get to be a part of those kids' lives. And mm. so I don't have to wait until motherhood to make a difference in the next generation. And, you know, I have um, a few different very close friends who all have kids, and I get to do the same thing in mm. those kids' lives. And um, I get to coach middle school cheerleading and, you know, really? tap into that kind <laughs> of, li- yeah. Can you show us a cheer? Seriously? Right no. <laughs> Hard nope. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's just you know the Lord gave me the opportunity to buy a house a few years ago, and I was able to have a disciple group in my house mm-hmm. for a couple years, and my sister uh, just had twins, and so I'm able to be helpful and be there for her, and so you know it's just seeing where the Lord can use you, and and it's just really amazing mm-hmm. to to really be able to walk that out. So,
0: You guys, we are out of time for today. Sadly, I feel like we could continue talking. I feel like we just scratched the surface, but we are out of time. Thank you so much for being here. Pastor Ryan, thank you for flying all the way from California (laughs) to Florida to be here with us. And to all of you at home, thank you for joining us, too. I know we are all taking so much away from these conversations. And to all the single guys who are already trying to Instagram stalk April right now, she doesn't have social media, so you'll have to talk to her in person like a real man see last week on being a godly man right amen <laughs> next week Pastor Joby and Gretchen will be back we're going to be talking about what it means to be a godly woman and we are still gathering questions for the rest of the series so if you have anything you'd like to ask on future topics you can go to COE22.com slash Song of Solomon and fill out the form there don't be shy thanks again for joining us for Relate a conversation about our love lives we'll see you soon church